one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, if you want more from us, then please do consider checking out Redmen Plus as a club legend. That is the top tier that gets you extra perks and benefits access to our exclusive Club Legend Discord chat. It will also give you free merchandise every year and a whole host of bonus features. Get involved on our Club Legends show. You can be on a show with the cast and crew of Redmen TV every week and a whole host of extra bonus perks as well as all the usual brilliant videos and podcasts go to redmenplus.com and sign up as a club legend hello everyone it is apparently Jano Insight um, it's the match build up show um, I'm Paul Machin hold on sorry um, <laughs> um, I'm joined in the studio by Dan Club John Machin and by Simon Fletcher as well who is frantically changing the uh, image on the television between us um, I will talk over that for a moment while we while we while we <laughs> Hi there. Hey, hey, <laughs> welcome to the Match Build Up Show. I am Paul Machen, Dan Club, John Machen. Join me in the studio for this one. It's going to be Liverpool traveling down to the Emirates to face Arsenal this weekend. That was be- just like when I got robbed in Disneyland and they took me behind the scenes and all the guys had their yeah. heads off and smoking in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Pluto with no heads. Just, it's yeah. just like it's that. It's exactly yeah. the same as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly <laughs> that. Um, we've just seen the Wizard of Oz in what he really looks like just there and it's a very panicky sigh uh, changing TV remotes. Um, right so uh, before we dive into the show uh, you will have seen uh, we are very tantalizingly close to half a million subscribers so if you enjoy our content whether that's on podcast or anywhere whether you're on Twitter or whether you're here on YouTube right now uh, click that subscribe button Click the notification bell as well if you really wanted to be notified when we do go live so you don't miss all of our live stream shows. But yeah, we've got major plans coming up when we hit that big half a million and you can make that happen sooner rather than later. Uh, yeah, so again, it costs nothing but a, a moment of your time uh, to give uh, a weeks of satisfaction to yourselves, to us, and everyone who consumes Redmen content. So yeah, do it right now. Um, Dad, hi. Um we had a very brief <clears throat> chat before we started filming. We've not seen each other since the Rangers game. Are you feeling just better in general about life, football, everything after the Rangers? Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, the the whole of media was full of, isn't Trent terrible? Yeah. There was nothing else. It was just wall-to-wall criticism of this poor kid. 
uh, and we've had none of that, have we? Since it's um, it's all calmed down. Sky haven't had a documentary about it or anything since. <laughs> it's just been lovely and pleasant. It's been a, a Trent Alexander Arnold, Jordan Henderson loving by comparison. BT were very keen to praise both players, which is nice that there's a bit of light and shade to everything. You know. It, it's easy to jump on the on bandwagons, you know. When you're looking to lambast the footballer, it's far easier to find things that they're getting wrong, particularly footballers who try stuff in football matches. Yeah. No one's going to sit here and say that either of those players have had their best seasons for Liverpool so mm. far. They absolutely haven't. Um, but to that point, Liverpool went and got a win. The players who had been struggling played well. We looked like we were controlling a football match, which made it that we were creating chances in front of goal. Um, it was just... A very positive step to make us all feel better about our football team. Yeah, definitely. And these were, you mentioned Henderson and Trent there, they weren't just good performances given what's been going on in the context. They were good performances in their own right. Like yeah. They were very high quality operators in, in that game. And I think that's really important to remember. Like you mentioned there, uh, Trent has been getting a lot of stick and so has Jordan Henderson. But like I say, these were just, oh, they were better, weren't they? These were top quality, top quality level displays. And you could say that about a lot of the players. But I think. We spoke obviously earlier in the week in the build-up to the Rangers game and it was kind of a little bit like, oh, we just need the result, but I needed the performance. And I think I got that because you're right, we did control large parts of the game, created a lot of chances. Yes, we didn't actually score from open play, which I said off air shocked me because it just felt like we must have. Yeah. But it was just a lot more pleasing to see all around. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that one. And it's interesting because I'd done a, a preview for this game on Tuesday morning with uh, Deluda Guna, which you can check out on YouTube. Really good guy, really good channel. Um, and I was obviously a bit more down in the dumps about everything. So I was kind of like, well, my mood for the for the Arsenal game was a, one of trepidation a bit. Because you, know, you can't help but look at how good they've been so far this season. We have had their number for a while, which we'll discuss. But, you know, if it... If we had, if we'd gone in with anything less than a win, you you'd be feeling a little bit like absolutely no chance. And look, it's Rangers, it's one win. We've had a couple of false dawns already so far this season, but I do feel as though Liverpool have have got a greater chance of having a grip on this for that simple two nil win in the week. Yeah, and it goes back again to media coverage. It's there's no what's wrong with Liverpool headlines. Yeah, you know what can Liverpool possibly do? All sorts of nobodies sort of coming out of the woodwork <clears throat> saying this is what they have to do. Yeah, and you think to yourself, no, that's not what they have to do at all. My opinion's totally different to that, and that's all it was. There's loads of people's different opinions about what was going on, and you know, I mean, it wasn't even just that it was a good win, a good performance. There were some brave decisions made in, yeah. that, in that lineup. Yeah. You know, leaving Fabinho out, who needed leaving out, yeah. but actually to make the decision, leave him on the bench. You know, th those kind of things, um, when you look at them, you think, yeah, we're, we're certainly on the move. Well, you, you can know? go two ways, I think, in situations. I think back to 2009, 2010. So Liverpool don't win the league. And Rafa Benitez, and we start terribly. And everything we're trying to do is undercut, and it never quite kind of levels itself out. Post Christmas, Benitez decides, I've got to go back to basics here. Going back to basics for Benitez was to go back to being really defensive. And that actually ended up losing the, a lot of the fans as well, because not only we were, we were still weren't playing brilliantly, we weren't picking up loads of points, but we were playing mm -hmm. crap football. The bravery, I think, to, to go, we're going to write this by going even more attacking. Like, that could blow up in your face in a big way, but it actually, in some regards, um, that it, it, it ended up playing into the strengths of all the fit and available players that we, that we had. Yeah, and uh, although 
you know, as you say, it, it was more attacking. It was also better defensively. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, because Trent suddenly had cover whenever he went forward, and it's not part of our play normally yeah. to do that. But there we were, making sure we covered for fullbacks who were going up the field. Yeah. And and it, we were so much better for it. Everyone was much more relaxed. We didn't have any mad scrambles. So right at the end, we had a couple of mm. little flurries. Mm. But until then, it was one of the most relaxing games I've seen at Anfield for ages. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's the thing we've been clamouring for. I've said this for like, say, four of these now. Just a win. Mm. Just win a game of football. Like, this isn't this isn't going to be that, you know, way at the end. I don't, I don't think it would be a bit wishful thinking, I think, to expect that from Liverpool in, the, in, in this game. But, you know, a lot of it is just about... Not dreading the football turning up, and we've we've got we've tried um, one game a week, and when you're crap, you're having to stew on it for a week. Or at least, you know, we're now trying the let's play a game every three point three days and see mm. how we handle that. Well, we've done the first step. We know we've got Ibrox to, Ibrox to come in the midweek. Then we've got Man City to follow. Mm. This next three games is going to tell us a lot, you know. And we'll discuss lineups and we'll discuss formations in part two, Dan. But mm. moreover, in this one. The confidence has got to be there, and we've got to we've got to buy in because as my dad said, there the amount of think deep thought pieces on everything that's going wrong with Liverpool. We've been the crisis club. Mm-hmm. We're a, if we can get a win here, I mean, it just it pushes all that on. That'll go on to someone else. All of a sudden, it'll be Spurs, yeah, yeah. or it'll be back to Man United again, or heaven forbid, Man City actually, you know, don't have Erling Haaland score fifty goals. You know what <laughs> I mean? It might be that. I, I doubt it, but yeah. you know, that's what we, one of the other things you're kind of playing for. You to push that, grab that spotlight. It's like the yeah. bat signal. Just push it over to another football club. One hundred percent. Because everyone, even now, like everyone's kind of expecting Liverpool to click into gear and it to start working and your dad's dead right like the conversations have already started shifting slightly like it's Tottenham kind of under the microscope now isn't it especially after their draw in Europe last night everyone's thinking are they all that you know what I mean so it is an interesting one I think I know Jurgen Klopp isn't necessarily bothered by that sort of thing, but it is bound to affect the, the squad and the individual players. And well, they're all mentioning it. Of course. Yeah, about yeah. And, they all, and Trent, quite clearly, you could see in his celebration, you know, he knew what was going on around the media circus and what it was. He knew that. So you're dead right. And if all of a sudden we do kind of restore order and become the side we've been over the past few years, all of a sudden everyone will kind of go, oh, Liverpool are back. But that won't be a story in, it, in any way, shape, or form. Just yeah. like, off they go again. If yeah. we beat Arsenal, that is, of course, which would be massive in itself. It's a huge statement. We'll see it as that, especially the way we're playing. But I believe that everyone else's narrative would be like, okay, Arsenal on all that, Liverpool, here we go again. Yeah, no, 100%. And look, let's have a little chat about Arsenal, top of the league at the moment, 21 points from eight. Um, the only drop point has come against Manchester United at Old Trafford, where they kind of capitulated a little bit, which is an, an encouraging thing, although they did, the, the, for a large portion, like I think it's undersold. I thought they were they were they were good in that in that match. Dad, um, you mentioned it before. We've got a good record against them. In fact, of our last five, four wins, a draw. We scored eleven and conceded zero to them in the last in the last five against them. Obviously, we played them twice in the in the League Cup in that as well. I I think I mean there's plenty for encouragement there, and it's interesting when you know. Dan, you've just spoken to, to Robbie from Arsenal yeah. Fan TV. You know, and I again speaking to the Luda Goon and myself, they're quite fearful of us because we've we've kind of put that into them of late. But they'll be relishing the task. And I think in some regards, I'm hopeful that that's a good well, thing for it's, us. It's the same, it's the old um, this is how we test ourselves game, mm-hmm. isn't it, for them? Yeah. Um and, but I mean they're a different animal to what we've played in recent years. I mean, Jesus, I mean arguably the signing of the season, forgetting about Ireland, who yeah. probably is not going to make a great deal of difference to City. They're still going to win football. Overall, they're still yeah, going yeah. to win the league and they're still going to score 100 goals. Yeah. You know, there's not, it's only marginal what he's going to do then. They're probably thinking he'll make more difference in the Champions yeah. League. Yeah. 
But, you know, so you know, um, Jesus has made such a difference to that side. They're suddenly dangerous. Yeah. They've got young players who are suddenly on top of their game. Martinelli no longer looks like a lost soul, yeah. you know, playing out on the wing on his own. And Saka suddenly is, is fulfilling his potential. And even bloody Xhaka. Actually, yeah, turned the corner. Yeah, massively. Yeah. Yeah. I saw something, some stat, and I'm paraphrasing, so it's not, it's not a stat more than a, just a general like sentence mm. uh, about like him, him being up there for the most touches inside the opposition penalty area, Galatasaray this season mm. because he's just been been told by don't worry too much about having to be bad at tackling, be better to do 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 more things on the ball, get into mm. more dangerous areas and stuff. So fascinating to to see from them. Um, the thing they've got going for them as well, and we're talking about us restoring the good vibes, Dan, that's one thing I note about Arsenal and one thing that I don't begrudge because I know, know quite a few Arsenal fans, you know, from working in the, the YouTube sort of space and whatever. I've no great love for Arsenal particularly. You know, I was, I'm was i old enough to remember the 1989, so it's hard, it's hard to have a great yeah, love for a another football club but one that robbed the title from your Anfield. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've been through the mill and, they, and, and that London thing, that like, constant banter and constant stick and Arsenal being a bit of a laughing stock to really good football club they've now got a good manager they've got a, a progressive manager they've got good players young players they look like they're enjoying it as well it actually looks like it's quite good fun being an Arsenal fan again and mm-hmm. that's kind of how I know them that that late 90s early noughties Arsenal team was a, was a, was a vibe and it looked like this one is too yeah, yeah well without kind of preempting what could or couldn't be for Arsenal next week it's something we enjoyed with Klopp isn't it like yeah. he brought that back to us essentially yes. you know it took a little while we were a little bit all over the place for periods where we didn't quite have the players that we wanted but all of a sudden it became fun again yeah. and obviously people deride the West Brom draw and all that sort of stuff but that's part of what Klopp brought to us he brought us all together and he took us along for the ride and Arteta's doing something similar they're like they've been criticised in many ways for their celebrations after some victories haven't they recently and I don't mind it at all I think if, if you're going to go on a journey then that's the way to do it you need yeah. your fans involved and you're right he's got really a really Richard Keys though wasn't it he was yeah, not bad he is 100% great, yeah I would never take his word for anything quite frankly but <laughs> at the same time there's been other people as well and you just think again I don't mind it I think if you've got something good going, go with it. And they've got good young players, like you say, they've bought really well. Hey, Zeus, like you said, John, brilliant. Zinchenko, brilliant. Thomas Partey, when he's fit, is a quality player. He's freed up Xhaka. So these are a different beast going into this game. And more than the actual quality of football, it's how, like the stick that's been used to beat Arsenal with for many years is their resilience. Even in the latter days of Wenger's era, yeah. it was, are they tough enough? When they go one nil down, have they got it within themselves to come back? That's what they need to be tested on. That's what will test them this weekend. If we, especially with our record against them, like we've all said, like our record against them, even there, is brilliant. The game last year, I was at the game last year, really even. We scored, capitulated, blew them away. That could be the case on Sunday. It'd be interesting to see how they react if we get on top. Yeah, no, I think that's really, I think that's really, really good. And one thing that might play into our favour, obviously, we're doing this live um, Thursday afternoon. They play tonight against Bodo Glimt in the uh, in the Europa League as well. So two less days to recover ahead mm-hmm. of the game. I mean, it's Europa League group stages. They, 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 if they're not rotating heavily for that, then Arteta's getting it wrong because you should be able to walk out of Europa League groups without having to play all your all your big guns. But yeah. hopefully, I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll see what the depth of their squad is like because that's an issue. That's the one hanging criticism that has been has yet to be proven or, or unproven but we're hoping to be the case is that 
they've got a quality first eleven. They mm. mentioned a lot of the names. They've got a couple of lads beyond that, but have they got real depth to to, to challenge on multiple fronts? We'll we'll have to see. And obviously, the answer hopefully is no. Um, beginning from the weekends, uh, they can I be mean, Bodo glimpsed all over the place as far as I'm concerned. We're, yeah. we're yet to find out how they are, how they cope after a defeat as well. Yeah, you know, if we beat them. Does that mean they'll their heads will go down? Them, yeah. yeah, or will they be able to get themselves back up? Yeah. I, I, I hope, after yeah. the Old Trafford game, yeah, I thought, oh, here we go. But no, they got back up, and they, yeah. you know, the difference is just to say sorry to you, The difference is in that game is like you touched on; they were really good in that game. So maybe there was a little bit of yeah, we got beat, but what a performance! Yeah, Arteta could spin it that way almost. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So there yeah. wasn't the heads down, here we go again element. You know, yeah, no, I agreed, and and but and it starts to. Sp- Spell a pattern out. If you know, if you lose, if you can lose to Liverpool mm, and you've lost yeah. to Man United, then and that happens to a lot of teams. That's the difference between being a title challenging team and again a top four team. Is there's a couple of different ways to to crack that top four when you're on the way up. I, I don't even sure I did this on the other day, but you tend to in the early days you tend to engineer wins against your big rivals. Mm. Their first season, Klopp going to going to the Etihad and beating Man yeah. City, being an example of that. And then you lose that along the way, but you learn how to be a bit of a flat track bully. But then you put the whole package together when you're ready to challenge and you beat absolutely yeah. basically everyone. Yeah. And it, it'd be interesting to know where they're at. And that's, that's why, it's a, as you say, it's a good test for them. It's a good test for us. We need to see where Liverpool are back up and running again. And they need to know whether they've got what it takes to really be title challengers yeah. because they should be. And they, they, they need to win this, should, I think, to be. To be they probably should have found that out when they played Tottenham, but they didn't because Tottenham got someone sent off. Yeah. They can't be sure yeah. that, that they would have beaten them. Absolutely. You know. um, but yeah, fingers crossed it plays into Liverpool's hands anyway. A little bit of over, overwork won't, won't hurt us in that in that regard, certainly. Um, right, cool. We're going to have a little break, but we have got um, a sponsor from Betmate this week. I'm going to be picking our teams in part two, but a little update on how it went. So we moved it from last weekend's game. We didn't have to cover Brighton. We did it for Rangers in midweek. So let's have a little look at what the league table is looking like between me, um, Stay and Chris. Yes, you see it. Hello, power shift. Um, I have gone top of the Betmate Redmen TV table. 268 points on the season so far. Pajak still leading the money league on 45 quid. Um, Redmen guest still in third, um, but very, very tight at the top there. And then Stay is very much uh, down in the lonely fourth place position. Just 255 points so far, miles away. Topping it up. Down Propping there. up the table. Stay is crap. Um, <laughs> and we need to make sure everyone is aware of that. Um, right, uh, the Redmen guests this week, Dan and my dad, uh, John Major, will be picking their Betmate team for the Liverpool-Arsenal game. Um, make sure you get involved. If you want to download the app ahead of time, uh, then do do that. And we can play along with us live later on in the show or after the fact. You can do what you want. The link will be in the description. Um, right, trivia question before we have our short break. Name the three players to play for Rafa Benitez at Liverpool that also played for Arsenal. Answer after this. Are you a fan of the content we produce here in podcast form? Do you love Red Men goodness in your ears on a regular occasion? Do you want to know more on and off the field info about Liverpool Football Club? Get closer to the culture of the city and the club. Well, you can do. Red Men Plus podcasts are now available to subscribe to on Spotify. Yes, we are taking the podcast section from Red Men Plus and making it available as a standalone 
Gold subscription here on Spotify. So you don't need to jump over. You can continue to listen to all of our content in the Spotify app. It is available for £5 and you get full access to all of those shows each and every week and a whole host of extra content as well. As I quite clearly asked before the break, namely two players to play for Rafa Benitez at Liverpool that have also played for Arsenal. Um, Dan? Yeah, Yossi Venue yes. and Jermaine Pennant. And Jermaine Pennant. Well done. Are you sure he played for them? Didn't play much for us, did he? Yeah. No, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, if you got that right, well done. Give yourself a huge pat on the back and drop a like on the video as well because um, you, you've earned it. Well done. Um Right, so let's talk uh, injuries for Liverpool before we dive into some of the big decisions facing the manager this week. What we've seen is players on the on the on the return. This is like this will be three build-up shows on the bounce. Now we've been able to mention Calvin Ramsey as an actual living footballer. Um, we don't know where he's at. We don't know how how, how close he is to this yeah, one. I don't I, even know what he looks like. Yeah, barely. Um, you know, he seems quite happy. You know, I saw him, seen him post about being involved and stuff, which is great. Yeah. Um, he's, I mean, look, he's not going to come into contention for the side. I think whilst we've got, if Canate is likely to be uh, again closer to available on this one, I think that in a world where you've got Canate and Gomez, mm. you don't need. Calvin Ramsey on the bench for the for the Arsenal game. No, I don't think so either. I don't think there's any possibility that we see him at the weekend. To be honest, as much as that's a shame, because I think we all want to see him play football and see, see what he's like, see what he's all about. Quite frankly, Dar- yeah, um, Derby, you'll see him. I think there. Derby. That's the that's the game I had in mind as well. Yeah, I think we'll he get ninety minutes in that game. It'd be nice to see him for some minutes before then. But then when you look at the fixtures, you think Rangers away, Ibrox, everything that entails, and then City at home. You just you don't envisage it being possible really for Ramsey, do you? But yeah. The options are coming that's back, we, aren't they? play nine at the back against City. Yeah, mm-hmm. why not? Yeah, the options are there now, which is nice to see anyway. Yeah, definitely. Um, we're actually in the most favourable injury situation. We've pretty much been, to, well, certainly been since the season began. Uh, Ox and Cater remain ruled out, although they've all been, we've been told October is when they'll be expected to come back. So, you know, hey, here we are. Welcome to October. Mm-hmm. Um, Ox and Cater could say be back. Year, though, did <laughs> 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 nice. yeah. yeah, yeah, they'll be doing that from the free transfer list if it's anything nice. other than October 2022 um, Andy Robertson's still out for this one hopefully he'll be uh, he's apparently on the September 30th clock said he's already out on the pitch running which is a good sign um, doesn't know whether he'll return uh, next week or the week after so he's a little ways away from Andy Robertson and Kurt Jones no one really knows what's going on with Kurt was encouraging to see him sat on the behind the bench at the uh, uh, in, against Rangers in the midweek of course alongside Naby Keita but it means that everyone else is is, is up for grabs really and to, to a certain degree um, I guess we'll start in terms of big questions we've mentioned it already Dad I'm caught let's say do we stick with 4-4-2 to give it the clop but in, real, in realistic terms do we stick with 4-2-4 there's one thing to do it at home to Rangers in the Champions League there's another to go to the top of the table Arsenal at the Emirates I think you'll stick with it. I think it'll be more four two three one than four two four. Yeah, uh, I think it'll be much more steady and uh, a bit safer. Um, the only big question for me is is Fabinho. Does he come back in, or you know, do we rest him a bit longer because 
He probably needs it, to be honest. He well, needs a bit more. Yeah, well, Scott Hawks has uh, sent us a $25 super chat in. Thank you, Scott, as always. You wonderful, wonderful human being. Um, I know it seems counterintuitive, but playing the 44 just seems more solid. main thing I want to see is Trent played as the best right-back in the world rather than a roaming inside right midfielder slash number 10. And that, yeah, that's a point that we didn't quite touch upon. You, my dad mentions like, having cover for him, yes. Mm-hmm. But it, I think that's one thing that we de- we definitely did. We didn't ask him to maraud anywhere near as much. Mm-hmm. The lads, the the six who were left to defend, you know, there was some crossover. You did see Costas get forward. You did see Trent get forward. Thiago, Hendo, et cetera, et cetera. But Trent was allowed to do his business from areas he's far more comfortable in, not playing, not moving into the number nine position at pace. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? It was a strange sort of dynamic with how that game panned out because you, you're right and you, John's right that in terms of Trent did have more cover and we did seem more defensively stable despite that not really looking the case when you look at it on paper. You, yeah. know, you should be like, that's all that attack almost and Trent's going to be exposed even more but it didn't pan out like that at all. Um, he was allowed just to do his brilliant right-back things, wasn't he? I wonder how much of that was down to having space ahead of him in terms of the fact he didn't really run into that space that much but all he could see was Salah and him and Salah just linked up brilliantly all night like the balls in behind. It was like it was just uncomplicated for him because there was no one in front in terms of that right side of midfielder really. Yeah. He didn't have to worry too much. He just saw stuff more naturally and it's an interesting balance. Well, it's interesting as well because tactically it, it asks a different question of their DM mm. as well because you've not if you've nominally not got a guy playing in that area of the field, what what is he to do? Because a, a lot of what it did weirdly was it cleared up it cleared up passing lanes to Liverpool for Trent yeah. in particular oh, yeah. because as much as you can see Trent, you can see Jotham and Nunes as well. You know from that and normally it's you can you, the front man's really got to peel off. But when the front man peels off, you're then left with no one in that position. Whereas actually what Liverpool can do is in, in, in midweek... Jota's very, Jota, very good at yeah. taking up all those spaces. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Jota can come off the front line and, and take men, that and still leave someone Thiago in and Henderson had more room to move, to manoeuvre and they were able to cut off those lines bit through our midfield that, that where we were getting attacked by everyone under the sun. Mm, yeah. And um, it made us much more solid, strangely. When it was you, weird, yeah. Yeah, yeah and exactly, because we've been so weak. For, again, that, that sort of left-hand channel, but also quite basically through the middle of the yeah. team because of how much the centre-halves are being pulled. And it, well, the it centre, is centre-halves had a much easier game. I mean, I know, you know, we played Arsenal, they'll, they'll get much more of a, a going over, but they had more time on the ball they were able to cover properly, you know. No one was getting isolated, you know, at all on the back foot. And the number of times this season when one one defender has been totally isolated, you know. Yeah. I mean, the, the two, I think there's two talking points in terms of selection for this one, and we'll, we'll start with the one that you've already touched on there, that, the Fabinho thing. Jordan Henderson had a great game. Mm-hmm. The fact that he gets taken off as well to get a little bit of rest, up again, albeit Fabinho comes in, you can't see where well Thiago doesn't play, particularly in the particularly no. in these big games. Mm. Um, if it's a two-man midfield, what do you think Klopp will go with? For being I think he'll Henderson? go with Henderson. Um, I, I think the extra pace is going to be crucial. You know, I mean, Fabinho is a bit sluggish, isn't mm-hmm. it? To be honest, um, on his day, you know, brilliant defensive midfield player. But slightly off his game, then you just start to notice he lacks a little bit of pace. And, yeah, you know, doesn't get it quite at the flow. And Arsenal are f- so fast. I just, yeah, I mean, I suppose the count the counter thing to this is you're playing a better team with better players, particularly through the middle. Mm-hmm. I mean, Arsenal have got some great, you know, some great quality. We already mentioned Party, yeah. but you know, Odegaard, Odegaard's great, great player as well. Um, 
and having Fabinho. Look, in, on paper, it's more stable for Fabinho. Not the Fabinho that's been playing this season, who I just has really struggled to just get to things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can see on paper that it would be it would be more sensible to go Fabinho over Henderson. But it, I mean, last season, it. you'd have said you're not going into this game without Fabinho. Yeah, it's just suicide. Yeah. <laughs> and I said that early season when it was going to Old Trafford and stuff, I was like, you can't name a side at Old Trafford without Fabinho in it because I think he's so important to us. But we're in the same situation again whereby we are discussing him. And I think if we go with a two in midfield, he isn't part of that. But I actually believe we'll revert to type. I think it might come down to training in terms of this because Klopp obviously has clearly seen something that isn't right and he's gone, we need to change it. But I think for a game away at Arsenal, this magnitude, I can see him reverting back to 4-3-3. Yeah. Um, but if he doesn't, like I say, I think you're right. I think Fabinho hasn't been on it at all. And I think it's got to be Henderson, Thiago in the two. But Fabinho on his A game, it's more his reading of stuff. He, he makes up for that lack of pace by being there before everyone else. But he hasn't done that at all this year. Yeah. And again, ag- aggression, physicality in the middle of the park. He's just more... Robust than Jordan Henderson yeah. in that, you know, and, yeah. and look, Thiago does that. Thiago does that big time. He's probably our most aggressive. He probably outperforms himself in terms of that, doesn't he? Because he, even when he wins headers and tackles, you almost look at it and go, "That's not you. You're like a cultured genius. Yeah. Yeah. You're not the manager, but he does it. You yeah. know what I mean? He does, yeah, in in, in a big way. And and it's whether we want to allow Fabinho the opportunity to rehabilitate his form because he needs to because he's world class yeah. and he, mean, everyone I, else has had that chance I guess if we go back to 4-3-3 then the fullbacks have got to sit a, a lot more than they have done this season and that you know that would mean that you know Fabinho hasn't got to run all mm. over the place chasing I just wonder whether this because I, I do kind of agree we've talked about the 4-2-4 thing I, I'd be I'd be Quite, I'd be excited to see it. I, I'd like to see it tested against a really good team. Yeah. But I, I would also be like not flabbergasted, not shocked or anything. But I would be surprised if we don't go back to 4-3-3, you know, or, or, it's a, or a more 4 3 It would probably mean um, Nunez being on the bench, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I've, not, yeah. I've got no problem. I mean, the, 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 it, that'll lead us on to our next sort of selection question around Firmino. But it's, it's that thing of do you go... Because our understanding is it will be Fabinho, Thiago, Henderson in midfield mm-hmm. for this because it's a big game and that's what we know that we'll, we will likely go to. But it's, is that too big a step back from what we've just been to and is there an option there to maybe go, I don't know, put Harvey back in and have him be, again, that sort of bridge between the two. And But then that makes it more 4 2 3 one than mm-hmm. it is 4 3 3 you're maybe. Getting, you're getting Trent isolated again. And uh, I mean, and they're, you know, they've got Martinelli on the left who, you know, Totally destroyed our, the, our, that side of our defense last time we yeah. played them. It's a, it's a, it's. This is what I mean. This is where ultimately we're yeah, going into the big books. But let's let's do the Bobby chat again. I think it's easier for Firmino to come back in if it's a four, if it's four up front because yeah. there's just more positions to, to play in. You know, um, he's the informed man in terms of goal scoring. Dan, yeah. you know, he, he certainly earned the place in in the side. And having seen him come off the bench against Rangers, I could see how he could quite easily fit into that exact system with all those guys around him. Yeah. But it would be a question of does he come in for Jota? And so it's just it's just he does what Jota did, except with maybe ten yards deeper. Mm-hmm. Or do you bring him in for Nunes, and then you've got that that to bring on as a sub later on in the game? It's a really interesting one, the Firmino one. Like he's up, clearly his form suggests that he should start regardless of formation. Um. I am. I don't think he will. I think he'll start if it's a four, like you said, a four up front, because I think he's the the perfect man for that tip mm-hmm. of the diamond sort of ten role, because obviously he offers that defensive stability that Jota doesn't really. Jota's position, his movement is, is outstanding, but Firmino will 
do the hard yards if you like and he'll track back and he'll win the ball off your Thomas Parties, your Odegaards etc he'll do that really well and that might be sort of the middle ground for Klopp in yeah. terms of he doesn't quite go to the four three three, but he just goes four two four with Firmino that's yeah. kind of where I'm falling on it um, but like I say there's definitely an argument to say that he deserves to start the game regardless his form's brilliant his record against Arsenal's outstanding but as is Jossers. Yes. So it's a difficult one. I it's that it, that's the thing, the cat amongst the pigeons thing about midweek. That is, I'd be perfectly happy now that we've got the players we've got back fit. And actually not just back fit, because this was I think this was the I'm hoping this was the lingering issue with Bright issue with Brighton was like Jota, Jota, well, Jota, Nunes and Diaz all weren't fit enough to play 90 minutes after the back of internationals, and Hendo was just coming back from injury, so he, he couldn't be, be chucked in either. My if it hadn't been for how good the game had been against Rangers, I'd be saying this team kind of picks itself. It's four three three. We know that it's going to be the it's going to be the older lads in midfield, and I'd be picking Jota as as the the centre of the of the attacking three with Diaz and Salah. I think the team would be largely that. But this- yeah, I mean, you've got to also think about the future in a way. You've got to get Nunez up to speed, yeah, and you've got to get Jota up to speed. I mean, he's he's nowhere near the goal scoring threat. He normally is yet. So how, how how do you balance getting those minutes into them? Well, is this again? a thing with Firmino <clears throat> where Firmino's done really well to score all those goals, but maybe there's a case of if Jota had just been playing those games, we'd be, you'd, be, you'd be talking about a guy on double Pro- double the amount. Jota, yeah. yeah, proper Jota, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, Bobby Firmino, he's been our best player this season by miles. Um, I think he's been absolutely sensational. Um but again, it's horses for courses and it, it does depend on your formation and, yeah. and whether you want to keep uh, Nunez in the side to really get him off the ground. Because yeah. if, if that kid gets running and he starts scoring goals every week, then you know, we're a different animal again. Yeah, no, I, I I do think that's a possibility. Look, I mean, the good thing is five subs and now that you've got options on the bench to change football matches, no, there's nothing wrong with starting this in 4-3-3 or, even, or the other way around. And then... And, and, seeing how the game pans out for you. At the minute, 4-3-3 was weirdly, as we said, it feels less solid, even though that's four, been the four, formation. Two. Let's play 4-4-2. Four, four, well, no, but that's what Klopp's what Klopp been calling it, hasn't he? So he'll be, but, but that's the thing about 4-2-4 four, four, is I don't think I'd really want, I don't really want Salah playing right midfield and Diaz playing left midfield. But it, that's a game state thing. That's just about how the game's going and you can easily just ask them to, to drop in. And Brendan Rodgers famously did that going away to the Emirates. Jordan Henderson has an absolute barnstorm of a game in that. Suarez basically plays on the in midfield mm-hmm. in that to make sure that we've got numbers in to be solid. I don't know whether we'll compromise our attacking intent that way, but if the game is going a little bit, you need to have a little bit more stability. Salah I mean, and Diaz are more than happy I mean, to wear. The other thing is it out. might be the first game for a while when we could actually press because Arsenal are not going to sit back. No. You know, so finally we might have a chance to actually press someone. Yeah, and, and that, that's why the thing on the 4-3-3, I know people will already be super sweet on 4-2-4 four, four, and that'll be like 4-3-3 like is all of a sudden the dead formation. It's yeah. not. I just do wonder whether this where we know how to play against Arsenal and we know how to play against Manchester City and that's why I said it wouldn't surprise me if to see us revert to that because it might just be that this other formation is who we play against the other 15 or 14 teams yeah. type type teams that we're going to go up against. And, and maybe eventually we'll play it 
as our sort of carte blanche, that'll be us. You know what I mean? But I just don't think we're there yet. I think it, this isn't what they worked on in pre-season. This is kind of no, off the cuff. He said he'd only train once. Yeah. Exactly. And he's yeah. not going to train once of it, maybe twice this week and then take it into Arsenal away, top of the Premier League. He might do it. I might yeah. be completely wrong. But he, the likelihood is, is he doesn't do that. And the same with City. The likelihood is he reverses the type and we just see 4-2-4, 4-2-3-1 incrementally throughout the season until eventually it may well become the way we play. Yeah. And, and I mentioned this in a couple of places, but when we won the title, and when we won the Champions League we had two or three formations that we used during the season we played the vast majority the lion's share of games 4-3-3 but we would go to Bournemouth away with Mo Salah playing centre forward mm-hmm. in more of a four two in more of a four two three one. Yeah. We finished games in four two three one. We went away to West Ham played a four two two two, you know, and and we had a couple of different ways of doing things. I, I yeah, we'll have to see. How, how this sort of pans out. I'm kind of, I'm, honestly, I'm kind of cool either way, to be perfectly honest. My only concern is if, 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 if two concerns over changing formation is have you basically like, is it like Space Jam style? This is the magic juice that's gotten used up and run under the players, then go, oh God, we're going back to that shaky yeah, formation again to not play this. But also, there's a thing when you change formations and you're not properly up to speed in that you lose something and you can get away with that against lesser teams but when you're playing against a well-drilled side you need to counteract that with being up really really into what you're doing as well mm. um that's my slight feel on that and it, it it then i can't help but have the brendan rogers paces in his kitchen and comes up with three four three and then it works for a couple of months and then it's shit again yeah. because we don't know how to dig ourselves out I mean, of a formation the, we're not familiar the with. worry about going back to four three three is if our defense is going to be the shambles that it's been all season because we've gone back to four three three then arsenal and man city are the two yes. least two teams you would least want to face. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. does he play safety first or does he think, oh, now they're over it now, they can do, you know, go back to being good? Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, that's it. And it's about it's about the midfield for me and it's about who's available and how much you're being, being asked of them. And it, for me, 4-3-3 is... is it's the elite formation. It's the team that you you aspire. It's the formation you aspire to get to, mm. and you can do variations. City's four three three, wildly different to Liverpool's four three three, but in broad in broad strokes, four two three one feels like the formation of the team on the way there, mm. and four two four feels like a fucking hail mary of a formation. If I'm being honest, one that like Brendan Rodgers' um, midfield diamond, yeah. it's. The re- there's a reason you don't play that is because you lose the you lose the midfield and often if you lose the midfield you lose the, the you lose the football match. Yeah, I, I think the, the main point here is is whatever formation we play, we've got to play it better than we have done all season. Like yeah. just to say on the four feet, you are dead right on the four feet three. Like is there a little bit of back of the minds thinking, oh here we go again? We're not very good with this formation. Why are we going back to this? Like we've got to be markedly better than we have been, regardless of, of what formation we go into. It's the game. just are we good enough to play four three three? Is my kind of point on this yeah. because we have been. But it's that thing of you know are the are the legs there in the midfield? If we need to be a high intensity, high press engine in midfield, can Jordan Henderson Fabinho yeah. do do that? I don't yeah. think there's any I mean, It's the midfield where we've been falling down because they haven't been protecting the defence at all. Yeah, you know, and they they desperately need to because you know four guys on their own and with a high line, yeah. they're just they're just. Uh, Cannon, sitting duck, it. isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's an interesting one. If you're watching live, let us know in the live comments. Uh, if you're watching after the fact, use the comments. If you want to chat to us about anything, you can tweet us at the Redmen TV or email interact at the redmentv.com. Any deep, deep, long thoughts that you want to get out to us. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t shirt. 
until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Uh, right, we're going to be picking our Betmate team. Or the guests will be, I should say. Uh, we're also going to be picking our Liverpool 11 and we're going to look at the other fixtures around the Premier League uh, still to come. But let's crack on with Betmate. So there's a, a slight change to things this week. Uh, it is the Arsenal versus Liverpool part of you. Go, go ahead, guys. Get, get it up and running. Um, the pot has been boosted to £1,000 for a £5 entry. Um, Change the promo code this week uh, only to Redmen10. So if you sign up as a new user, uh, capital letters R E D M E N and the number 1010, any new user who signs up uh, and plays a paid pot will receive £10 in free bets. So you can join up that one and you'll basically be able to enter like two two of the £5 entry leagues and moving forward or whatever. But yeah, get involved. Use that code when you sign up. The link is in the description. There's a QR code on screen right now. So yes, for those of you unfamiliar with the concept, um, you have to pick a team. You have to pick seven starting players, four substitutes. You can only have a max of six of your on-the-field starting seven from one club. So we could pick seven, uh, six Liverpool players, but we'd have to pick an Arsenal player to round that out. And then the bench would have to be all Arsenal players as well. Um, as we've seen already, the guest team has been going quite well so far this season. Let's, Let's start it. Allison or Ramsdale? This is the most difficult one I've done all season. I would, go, I would go Ramsdale. Okay. Reasoning. We're not scoring any goals. <laughs> <laughs> right, sad. Okay. And um, Can't argue with that. Oh, Can I, 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 I look forward to your score prediction um, later on. Although having said that, I'm going to flip that and say <laughs> we're going to have loads of shots and loads of action, so he's going to be dead busy. He is a very busy goalkeeper. He's very busy he? anyway, yeah. So yeah, I'm okay yeah. with that because he'll be making loads of saves okay, and so picking the ball out of his net and stuff. Going Ramsdale in goal. Ramsdale, wow. okay. And then and now you can have all sorts of nice players outfield. That's a good point, actually. So defenders, are we, are we going to go with... Are we going to stick with? I mean, Trent is obviously a big, is obviously an an oft used call. Is he back? Is he back so that he? I I wouldn't leave Trent out of any fantasy. He scored his one free kick for the next six months. No, I would go with Trent always because of his assists. He's a points machine in this sort of thing normally. Yeah. Um, Okay. And then back. Is Zinchenko in doubt? Saliba. We played the other day, didn't we? I think for the first time in a while. Not going to see Ramsey, are we? I think another fullback. So is he Vasimikas or Zinchenko? Um, I would go Zinchenko. Okay. Uh, 
Okay, so we've now this is already two Arsenal players, the one Liverpool player. They, they, they're going to be attacking more than we are, I think. So. Into the midfield. Um, well, we've got a problem with Fabinho for a start. We don't even know who's going to play. No, who we ignore Fabinho. Yeah. Do the do, do the drop down and change it to the five week average, and let's just see who's, who's accrued the most points in the okay, midfield average. so far. There you go. Okay. So top midfield points in so is. far. Granite Shaka, although obviously he scores in the week, doesn't he? So yeah, he's, that uh, helps. That, that's definitely oh, Carvalho's up there, which is crazy because yeah, again, big, big isolated point situation. For B, it's what's telling them about this is like again tackles and interceptions. So the midweek, um, I got like fourteen. I captain Thiago, but I got fourteen points off Thiago mm. because of because of a couple of interceptions and, and and tackles that he made. Yeah, you know, he did a couple, he did like three big slides in that game, didn't he? Yeah. So and John Lundstrom, how did he do for you? Um, <laughs> not, uh, not as good. I'd be happy to go Odegaard yeah. and perhaps a Henderson. Yeah, okay. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Does the skipper even start this game? I think he starts. I've got a good feeling about Henderson after midweek. Yeah, you can change your teams or right yeah. up to kickoff as well, by the way, if you want to change your and teams. And then it goes on. Up front. Oh, Firmino. Look at them points. Bobby yeah. Firmino. Wow. But will he play? But will he play? He always go with Salah. So he's Salah not, and... not been getting any points, but it's about time he did. And, uh, it's got to be one of them, hasn't it, probably? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus or Diaz? I'd like to go Diaz. Okay. Yeah, go yeah. Diaz. Yeah. Diaz okay. feels like the kind of player who scores against Arsenal. Yeah, he does. Doesn't he? And we haven't even got Jota or Firmino in there whose records are good. But the, the selection thing is the, is the issue there. Okay, I'll fill it out. Okay, cool. Let's pad out the bench. bench. We put players on the bench there. Alison Becker on the bench. Virgil van Dijk. Yeah, yeah, as mentioned, you can uh, get involved by scanning the QR code that's on screen. If you want to, uh, if you listen to this elsewhere bench. after the fact or whatever, you can use the link Bobby. in the description. Bobby, underneath. Yeah. Do use code REDMEN10 oh, if you're a new user to get £10 free bets when you join a pay, pay, when you join a paid pot. Um, and do make sure that you're 18 plus if you want to get involved with this. Be gamble aware. Don't get involved. It is, you know, there is a there is obviously gamble involved in all of this kind of thing. If you've got issues with that, then don't. It's meant to be a bit of fun. It's not meant to be a, a life life changing thing. Uh, we're having a great laugh with it, particularly because I'm top of the league. Um, and yeah, and long may that continue. Um, okay, so just want to just quickly talk us to your finalised team then, Dan. For this? Yep. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, uh, Mamsdale in goal, Trent, Zinchenko, and then Odegaard and Henderson. I need to change them captains, otherwise I'll do a you. Yeah. Um, Mohamed Salah and Louis Diaz. And then the bench is Alison Van Dijk, Thomas Partey, and Gabriel Jesus. Very good. Just to be clear on this point, by the way, I feel I, I, I got more points last week than Stay and Chris with my Lundstrom vice Thiago captain decision. Yeah, right. So, just, just saying, just saying, not to be Maybe that. leave it. <laughs> Maybe yeah. leave it. Um, okay, cool. Um, it yeah. says, actually says a lot about Arsenal, doesn't it? That you, you would include a lot of their players yeah. in any side you pick it. There's also a degree, I think, of like anti jinxing a touch here. I've done this. I've got a couple of Arsenal players in, in, in my team. In fact, have we got the teams that everyone's picked, say? Um, so I've gone with Alisson, Van Dijk and Gabriel. Um, I've gone for Granit Xhaka and Fabinho in midfield. Um, I did. I feel like I might have picked this ahead of Rangers. Um, I've got Salah and Diogo Jota. Up front, Salah captain, Diogo is vice. Um, moving on, Steve has gone for Alisson, uh, Ben White and Trent. Thiago and Odegaard, uh, Roberto Firmino and Gabriel Jesus. 
Bobby Captain, Jesus Vice, and Chrissy Payjack, Alison Trent Van Dyke, Van Dyke is Vice, uh, Martin Odegaard, and Jordan Henderson in midfield, Captain Salah alongside Gabriel Martinelli. So, probably the most differentiation we've had between teams ever on this, which I yeah. think to your point speaks to the quality of Arsenal right now. Definitely something to be to be watchful of. Um, Martinelli is a good choice, actually. He really is. Good player. Yeah. Um, again, you can you put your team in, lock it in, and then you can always make a change up. Right. I think it's about. 15 minutes let's say half an hour for the sake of argument I think it's what, 5 minutes yeah before uh, point is that well after the team actually game, comes out game closes like Sunday 16.25 there you go 5 minutes before kickoff. brilliant well done I should know that um, as the host but thank you so much no um, right let's pick our 11s we know what our 7 or your guy 7 is uh, what's your 11 for this one Dad? what formation are you playing and who's playing I think it will be Almost exactly the same as Rangers, apart from Bobby Firmino in place of Nunez. Nunez, okay. Yeah, I, just to say, I really like that. I think if we stick with the formation, that is it. Um, but I would go 4 3 3. Um, I'd be Allison, um, Trent, Matip, Van Dijk, Simicas, Fabinho back in mm-hmm. with Henderson, Thiago, that fabled midfield that we all did love at one point. Yeah. Um, and then I would be Salah Diaz with. Diogo Jota in the middle. Yep, I can't argue with that. To be honest, I think the only slight, slight possibility, I think, I, I think from what we know, Liverpool will definitely, definitely go with the obviously back the back four that we know. There's a outside chance that maybe Canate comes in for Matip, but I, I, I haven't not kicked the ball really yet. I think I'd be a bit much. Playing well as well, Matip, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, mm-hmm. there's that. I think, it, I think it will most likely be Fabinho, Thiago, Hendo, and then I would suggest Diaz, Jota, Salah. Mm-hmm. However, I do just wonder on that thing of just being a bit more, because as much as we talked about that as our best midfield three, how many games has that been our best midfield in? I still feel it is. I thought that there are three best actual footballers in in midfield, and obviously the balance on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but when we, you know, we went to away away to City in the league, and obviously drew, and they just had a just more going on than, than we did with Bernardo Silva and De Bruyne in the field. When we went to the FA Cup semi-final, Cater starts instead of Henderson and we're much better for it and I wonder whether this is one of those where Hendo does the does the 30 this week this for this game so Fabinho gets 60 Hendo will come on for him later on in the game and Harvey Elliott maybe starts in the midfield three and that then is a little bit closer to it's not a, it's not a huge removal from what we did in midweek because you're still asking Elliot to get up and again you're still ask, you're asking Thiago and Fabinho to not overcommit mm-hmm. they're still you cover for your fullbacks it's more four two three one ish as as we kind of said before or it's a four two one three mm-hmm. um, maybe as as that but and the alternative is Firmino again as you say instead instead of that but. I honestly don't know. Wow. Um, well, and Arteta doesn't know either. Yes, so that's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, nice. I agree on that. I definitely do. Uh, right, let's have another little look. Uh, let's have a look for the first time today at the Premier League fixtures from the weekend. Upcoming Newcastle, Brentford is a Saturday, 3 o'clock. Bournemouth, Leicester, City, Southampton. Um, I was very tempted in just in general FPL terms to triple captain Erling Haaland for this, but I'm also, because I'm a loser, I am... Holding hope that Southampton, who should be dead and buried and are rubbish, and Hassan Hootel is on his last yeah. legs, just do what they occasionally do and stun City and into silence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chelsea, 
host Wolves. Um, it should be three points for Chelsea given the upheaval at Wolves, of course. Brighton host Tottenham. That's a fascinating game. Mm. I'd really like Brighton to just go and take points off another good top four challenging no, team. They're good enough to. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. Um, West Ham, Fulham. It's two o'clock on Sunday. Uh, two o'clock on Sunday as well as Crystal Palace hosting Leeds United. I've forgotten Leeds United are even in the Premier League, to be honest. I've just not thought about them at all as, a, as an entity this season. Obviously, our game is half four on the Sunday. There is a seven o'clock kickoff on Sunday That's evening. It's bizarre. Everton host Manchester United. And then Forrester back with another Midlandsy clash uh, on a Monday. Um, they've got Aston Villa. Um as well, which is yeah, that that Everton time is old, so they can all the Man United supporters and all the Everton supporters can go to church first. Oh right, make sure they all get uh, gone before they go. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Rather than alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely, that'll that'll be exactly that'll be exactly the one. But that's that the Everton United game is mad. That's a mad one Crazy to see time. because I wouldn't put it past United to drop points a game because that that's where they, I think just think that's their level this season they'll have a run of five or six good results and then they'll lose a, they'll lose a mad one and they won't be able to figure out why it is and it's because they're not the best team in the world and they always struggle to fathom that out Frankie Lampard's going alright at the moment at the Ev mm-hmm. um, it's a battle of the ex-Liverpool coaches uh, on the Monday night Steve yeah. Cooper fighting for his life against Villa Gerard's up shit creek if he doesn't win this game and Steve Cooper's up shit creek if he doesn't win this game. Yeah, it was El Sacco last Monday, wasn't it? Yeah, they could both be there, but you do tend to feel there was all the Rafa Benitez talk, wasn't there, after Forrest got a hammering on Monday about them. And you just, you do tend to feel like they both desperately need a result. Like it's a six-pointer in managerial terms and in relegation terms in many respects, certainly from Forrest's perspective. But yeah, another big game for both managers there. Yeah, absolutely. I did see the, the Benitez thing. Something nice about Rafa back managing the Reds yeah. with, with European <laughs> Cups in the tro- in the trophy cabinet. Yeah, somehow, yeah. somehow fits. Um, but yeah, I, I, also I, I just kind of want Steve Cooper to succeed, but I like also not at the expense of Stephen Jarrod, which I might have to put it, to I bed. Mean, it was at some a point. strange thing to do to buy so many players. Well, they, they, had, they, they had like five hundred players on loan last season, didn't they? So it was like, yeah, it's it, it's a strange management situation, but. It goes to speak. It's got a very like Chelsea vibe where you know they make sh- sweeping changes in the first half of the season. It goes wrong. They sack the manager, some guy who's not as good a manager or not as integrated or not as liked. I am Di Matteo or Benitez or whatever mm. will come in, just find find a stable way of playing and 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 sweep up. But. Yeah, I feel a bit sorry for Cooper because what's he meant to do? He's, uh, he's bought an entire two entire teams. You don't teams even know whether he bought them. Though, that's well, that's the other thing. Yeah. He yeah. should have a lot of credit in the bank, really, though, given where they were this time last year and he comes in about this time last year and just absolutely skyrockets them up the league. He yeah. should, but that isn't the way football and particularly the Premier League works no, necessarily. Well, and, that, and that's the thing is, I've had to field a couple of questions about Klopp and Klopp's future and blah 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 because it's just. It's like people don't have any actual real thoughts, feelings, or conversations. There's just like stock things that have to be said when, mm-hmm. and the like conversations triggered by certain results in football. So you've got to question the manager after X amount of results, yeah. like natural. Well, he causes jobs for grabs. It's like probably shouldn't be. They should probably just let him like actually work out the names of all his footballers <laughs> before they worry about it, worry about anything else. But they have obviously. Sp- sp- Bunked a load of cash, and if they go down, then that's another another issue altogether. Anyway, um, right, score prediction: Liverpool travel to Arsenal. Dad, two one to Liverpool. Yeah, I'll match that. Two one Liverpool. I'll take a three one to Liverpool. Um, I really don't know how it's going to go. I would like us very much to get the first goal in this one, 
obviously we haven't got a great track record no. that ahead so far this season. Um, I'd like it to be one of those games where we do just get a little bit of control and it forces Arteta to do something a bit weird because he's got that in him. Mm. Um, also, Arsenal-Liverpool games have a tendency sometimes to go mad and it ends up 4-3 or yeah. something. Yeah, fingers five, crossed. 5-5. Yeah, yeah. Fingers, fingers crossed it's 3-4 if that's the case. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Uh, loads of content for you guys, for your eyes and ears uh, available, whether you just want free stuff on YouTube and Spotify, you know, Acast and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Klopp's press conference will be available on Friday. If you want to go deeper on that press conference, Chloe, has got the press conference reaction show, which is up on Redmen Plus. Uh, we've also got an Oppo preview, which Dan did with Robbie from AFTV. How was Brilliant. that? Yeah, superb. Really well. I'd recommend everybody check it out. It was really good. Amazing. There'll be a little clip from that going out on the YouTube. So, and if you want the full thing, then get over to redmenplus.com. Uh, there was a watch along this Sunday. It is me and Chloe in the studio for that one. You're going down to the game. I, I am. am gutted about that. I finally got a ticket for the, for the Emirates. I've been waiting all this time. And then Chris, is, Chris and Steve have butted off because the, right, the NFL, right? Right. Because the NFL, I mean, what the fuck? I mean, you're camp on that front, by the way, yeah, but... It's a, it's a sport, I get it, and people <laughs> like it, like, but honestly, honestly, I, look, it's Chris's daughter's birthday, I'll let him off with that, like, but stay, stay, I mean, it worked out fine for you. Yeah, good for me, enjoy, mate, yeah, looking forward to it, yeah, well, yeah, so do, yeah, keep your eyes peeled on the socials as well around that, so that'll be at the ground. Uh, anyway, thank you so much for joining us, I uh, hope you've enjoyed it, I hope you're all feeling better about life, hopefully Liverpool can continue those feelings uh, beyond the weekend and into next week at least, uh, but anyway, thank you to John Machen, thank you to Dan Club, and thank you to everyone who's joined us live uh, in the in the YouTube chat as well, you guys are all absolutely fantastic, I'm just done a little check, I'm not missing the YouTube chat, I haven't, get in, uh, right, see us all very soon. Watch content and podcasts just like this. Go over to redmenplus.com and sign up now. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60.